morning. Welcome to Daily Kentucky with Carter and Carrie on Unsafe Space. Today is Thursday, October 17th. And if you're new to the channel, we hope that you will um, watch to the end and leave a comment if you like it or don't like it or disagree or agree with something and like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. How are you, Carter? I'm well. I'm, uh, I don't know, not dealing with as much drama as you, but I'm doing well. Uh, <laughs> You guys, Carter, before the show, sometimes Carter functions as my unpaid therapist. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know why that is. I think because it's because I just, I, I'm not very, I don't think I get, I let you get away with a lot of, I just kind of. I love that. You are like the bad parent, not the bad parent, the bad cop. You're like the, yeah. you're like the boot camp person who's just like, no, this is the way it is. Right. Like, and <laughs> my, and, my advice was like, you already screwed up, do you? Like, you just, you made your bed laying it. <laughs> Carter's like, well, you're not going to want to hear this advice, but you need a time machine to go back in time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I won't share your story, but I will share what it reminded me of because it, it is people, I don't know. I do hear parents sometimes that are like, they'll have like a 12 year old and they'll be like, my 12 year old is, they're, they're spoiled and they're this and they're not like, how do I stop them from behaving in these ways? And that question to me is just, it's so, it's part of, it's just, it's just a tragic question. Cause the answer is like, get in a time machine, go back 12 years. Don't raise a spoiled brat. You stop. It's too late. It's too late. <laughs> this is what you did. It's too late. Um, so. I, I honestly though, I, I would love, I, but I, I used to have a therapist who, it took me a while to find one I liked to help with things that I needed. But even then, she's just like coddling me and not like you. I, I, I would love to have had a therapist like you. I think it's because most therapists are worried that you're going to get uh, pissed off and stop paying them, like leave. Like well, my therapist said I was like, they said it was my fault. I'm like, well, sometimes it's your fault. Sometimes it's your fault. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> it's just the way it is. Um, Terry, okay. uh, I guess we missed, you pointed out to me that we missed something yesterday. Oh yeah, we didn't acknowledge pronouns day. This is a thing now, pronouns day, give me a break. This is, um, it's, it's totally made up. It's like, it's worse than Valentine's day. Valentine's day was made up, right? By the card. Valentine's day was made up by people seeking profit. These people, this is made up by people just wanting to literally destroy Western civilization, so. People seeking power. <laughs> yeah. So this is here. I'll, I'll uh, just so you know, it's, it's a real thing. Uh, this is from pronouns, pronouns You too can go. This says it's October 21st next year. I guess this year it was the 16th, but international pronouns day seeks to make respecting, sharing and educating about personal pronouns. Commonplace. Gross. Referring to people by the pronouns they determine for themselves is basic to human dignity. Being referred to by the wrong pronouns particularly affects transgender and gender non-conforming people. Together, we can transform society to celebrate people's multiple, buzzword carry, intersecting identities. And buzzword identities. That's another, yeah. Yeah, and buzzword identities. So did you get to see the video? No, please play it. Is this the one with Chris Cuomo? No, no. Oh. It's, uh, here. Pronouns day. Oh my goodness. 
my pronoun, this person, I'm, I wouldn't know what to guess. So I'm glad this person's telling me it's he, him. Okay, here we go. My pronouns are he and him. My pronouns are he, him, they, them. What's the he, him, they, them, by the way? What is that? Do you know? Oh my God. That's a person who can't make up their mind if they want to be called he, him, or they, them. I guess it depends on the day. Maybe, maybe he has multiple personality disorder. Use he, they pronouns. My pronouns are he, him. Pronouns are words in which we use to define ourselves, usually based upon like what gender identity you have. A pronoun is what you identify. Can you pause it for a second? Pronoun is whatever. Gladly. Did that girl say that her pronouns are he, them? Yes. So <laughs> she wants to be called he if you're saying uh, like she went to the store. So he went to the store. But if you want to say that you gave something to her, you have to say, I gave it to them. Right. Not him. But he's cool, but not him. Right. He, he's cool, but not him. <laughs> no, he's cool, but not them. No, no, he's cool, but, but them. It's like, why would you have a problem with him, but not he? Right. My pronouns are he and she. <laughs> <laughs> he and her? I don't know. Yeah, he and her. Uh, like, I really don't want to be called him. But he's cool. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I mean, there's not. I don't know. We don't have to watch this whole video. A pronoun is what you identify as personally. A pronoun is whatever it means to you, because words have no meaning. It means to you. It's not someone else's choice. I'm just <laughs> unless someone else is speaking it, in which case it's completely their choice. It's totally their choice. You don't control the words that come out of my mouth. That that's what they have a problem with. They want they want to control the words that come out of your mouth. This isn't about trans people. This is about authoritarians wanting power and control over your thoughts, your language. Um, it, this, is, this is about a, attempting to compel you to say what they want you to say. And that's why I have a problem with it, as you know. We've talked about this before, but anyone new to the show, my personal position on this, and I, I encourage everyone to you know, think about, well, what do I really think about this? I thought about it. I don't mind using someone's preferred pronouns um, if if I feel like they're asking me in good faith and I like the person and they're, and, it's, and they're not doing it to try and exert control over me. It really is just like they are trans and this is, you know, and they identify as, and they, they, and they like Blair White, I would never call Blair he. Of course Blair she, right? Mm -hmm. um, but my other thing is that I won't use fake made up words and I won't use they, them. I won't use the plural to refer to you and I will not use Z and Zim and server and whatever. I, would, I will do, like, I'm going to speak English and you're not going to exert that type because the people who are asking to be called made up words, those people are all, for the most part, I'm speaking generalities. I believe they're more concerned with power than they are with actually um, having some gender confusion. Yeah, no, there's no question. So, I mean, we don't need to play the rest of this video, but um, it's these kids basically explaining why it's important to use their pronouns. Um, but even before we get to the power part, there's something that bothered me about this, and I was trying to think about what it is, Carrie. And here's my problem with this video, um, International Pronouns Day, the way this is all talked about generally. Um, this is presented as a polite suggestion. Um, the video plays on your empathy. It asks for what seems to be reasonableness. They play uh, victim like it hurts when people use the wrong pronoun and blah, blah, blah. And 
it's it's presented as this polite suggestion like would you please use it's it's we're we're just you know have some empathy use the right pronouns it hurts it's a it's a polite it's a polite suggestion but the suggestion is a facade it is not a suggestion it is a demand because if you don't take the suggestion the scar-faced guy with the car battery and the pair of pliers comes in to extract the right language from you the mob will i mean look at what the the social justice mob does to people. It tries to ruin their reputation. It gets them kicked off of social media. It tries to ruin their uh, their means of income. It tries to go after their family. Sometimes if it's Antifa, it even gets violent with people. So one of the things that really bugs me about this is it's I think it's sadistic to pretend that you're politely asking for a suggestion when really you're the mob and you're gonna break my legs if I don't take your suggestion. It's, yeah. it's, a, it's a hiding of the naked animosity and force that they're willing to use. They are authoritarians and it's pretending that they're not. It's a veneer that I, that really disgusts me. That's the first thing that I just don't like about this. They, th- that they are tyrants and they're disguising. Well, this is, this is a, this is a great example of what SJW ideology is in general. It's, these are people who are concerned with power and control. They are authoritarians, but they cloak it in this benevolent, like, oh, why can't you be nice? And, and it's like, no, no, because, yeah, like you said, you were standing there waiting to break my legs if I don't comply with you. <laughs> That's why I don't want to comply. I don't want to comply because it's not a suggestion. Back when it was a suggestion, I was mostly okay with it. Now, now I don't want to comply because you're asking me. Right. And so it's similar to like, you know, we read 1984. It's all about power. They want to get you to say two plus two is five, not because they care whether you believe two plus two is five tomorrow or that they want to function off of two plus two is five. They want you to they want you to believe it now. They want you to say it and believe it now because they say so. That's that's all. If they change tomorrow what the right pronouns are or the right way to treat trans people, they will be just as authoritarian about changing to the new language. Oh, yeah. They just want to like, show that they can control you. That they can control you. And this is just the first step. Once they, and, 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 you know, once they've codified it into law, which they've done in Canada and they're trying to do here in certain states, they've done in California to a certain degree, they've done it in New York City to a certain degree. But... Once they have that precedent, it's like game on. Like they, this is about control way beyond trans issue. It's it's about controlling what you're allowed to think and speak. Uh, I want to read something. This is uh, our friend, Mike Harlow, who's been on the show several times. And if you guys aren't following him, you should check him out on YouTube. I'm just going to read what he posted because I thought this was so perfect and succinct. He says, a word about International Pronouns Day, gag. The whole pronouns thing is actually very derogatory and disrespectful to real transgender people. It singles them out and separates them as an other. I view transgender people the same as any other man or woman. Factually speaking, I understand we have a biological difference, but the difference doesn't really matter to me. It would be unfathomable for me to go up to a trans person and say, what are your pronouns? Because that tells them that they are not like us, that they are some weird other that is not treating them the same as everyone else. This is not inclusion. It is separation. I can't imagine any trans person would want this. But this isn't about transgender people. It is about the hostile takeover of the LGBT community by radical non-binary gender ideologues. 
it is about social engineering. It is about exerting more control over an increasingly malleable public. If you can bully someone through fear and social pressure into accepting unlimited genders and pronouns, what can you not bully them into accepting? About 0.3% to 0.6% of the population is transgender. And by the way, that those numbers, he's being generous. He's taking the high number that they yes. have. It's I, actually, i 0.2 as the intersex number, but... Oh, not intersex. He's talking about trans, transgender. Transgender, not intersex. Well, um, yeah, the problem is transgender is defined by who says they're transgender. So Right, right. So it can, And right now it's a trend. So yeah, it, anyway, the point is he's being generous and taking the high number that they use, which right. is, I don't believe it is 0.6. Anyway, the population is transgender. The vast majority of whom just want to be seen and treated as any other man or woman Non-binaries cannot account for more than 0.1% the absolute most, yet we must alter the English language and toss out grammar just to appease less than 0.1% of radicals. Like, that to me, I'm, I'm sorry, Mikey, I read your whole thing, but um, people go follow Mike Carlo on Twitter, and you can see all the uh, very, very upset SJWs who don't like that he's saying stuff like this. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, so this is the... This is the thing, it, it's, um, it is an attempt to destroy biology. Um, and I, I thought about this a little bit more, Carrie. Look, there are only two sexes, so let's start with that. There are two sexes, only two sexes. Um, sex is a, is a biological classification based on the role that you play in sexual reproduction. So if you uh, can conceive and carry a child, give birth to a child, and you're biologically female. If you can uh, father a child, then you are biologically male. And when I father a child, I mean contribute sperm to fertilize an egg, right? Then you're biologically male. That's, that's how biology works. Yeah, there are intersex people. I think it's, I think it's about 0.2% of the population that's, um, that's an anomaly where they have like, um, maybe they're born with testes and ovaries or whatever. Like they're, they're born with probably not testes and ovaries, but some male parts, some female parts. Um, and, but that anomaly, by the way, I looked this up. It's about the same as um, polydactylism in the U S. So having more than one, like having an extra digit on your hands or feet. So we don't say each hand doesn't have five fingers. That's not what like, hands have, whatever number of fingers that they have, because there are some people with polydactylism. Like, no, that's recognized as an anomaly. That's a biological anomaly. And for the record, there are no intersex people who can actually impregnate themselves. So there's no intersex people who uh, are both man and woman biologically, like male and female biologically. They don't exist. There are some intersex people who can't play any role in reproduction. And so they might be a little bit more difficult to categorize, but there are no who are both. That, that doesn't exist. Um, but I, I, got to, I got to thinking about this, Carrie, and I've been swallowing this idea that gender is um, what you present as and sex is biological, right? And we've even talked about this, the difference between the word male and men or female and women. Uh, I, I'm stepping back, I'm changing my mind on that. Uh, gender is a synonym for sex. That's what gender is. It's not how you present. 
It's a synonym for sex. And I looked it up. I looked up in this super old dictionary. I looked up in a dictionary from the 80s. Gender has, always, gender has other meanings, you know, gendered language, blah, blah, blah. But with respect to classification of humans, gender is a, has, has been always a synonym for sex. It's a synonym for biological sex. Yes, it, it, it was always that until recently. But so they're trying to foist this new definition on us, right? Um, and they're saying, well, we, well, gender is how you present, right? But I had this realization, I, maybe it's obvious to everyone, but it wasn't obvious to me. Hey, wait a minute. We have words for how you present. We, we have words that mean traits associated with particular sex. Masculine, are masculine and feminine. That's what yeah. those words are. We Sorry, have I stole your thunder. I saw where you were going. Yeah, masculine and feminine, those words already exist. Yes. So, and, and look, both sexes have both masculine and feminine traits, but usually males slash men, which are synonyms for each other, uh, have more masculine traits and females slash women have more feminine traits, right? In fact, if you look in old dictionaries, <laughs> they use the phrase feminine gender. And what they mean is the gender that's more feminine. Gender being sex, the feminine sex is is the females like that's that's what they mean the feminine gender the gender that has more feminine traits um but when carrie and i were growing up and and especially maybe maybe this peaked through the 90s or i'm not sure exactly when but look society didn't like people making assumptions that all men must be 100 percent masculine and all women must be 100 percent feminine and that's a valid pushback because there are tomboys and there are feminine men and we evolved as a society, we started to disintegrate those strict norms and say, well, no, you can be a guy, you can be a man, you can be a male, all those things mean the same thing, but you can be feminine. You can be boy George, that's okay, right? You can be, uh, you can be a female and a woman and be more masculine, that's okay. And we finally evolved out of some of these, or started to evolve out of some of the strict norms associated with applying femininity to female to females always uh, 100% and masculinity only to men back then a man who felt very feminine right someone who said like I, I really feel very feminine what would they do what would be one of the first things that they would do they would go to therapy because gender dysphoria is a thing and they would have a therapist work on maybe Maybe there's some psychological issues why I don't feel connected to my own gender. Maybe that's an issue. Maybe not. There might be cases where it's not, but first it needs to be treated like something wrong because there is something wrong. You're not connecting with your gender. There's something missing. There's something out of alignment and it should be explored just like any other psychological condition would be explored. Since we're now like moving beyond pronouns and talking about trans issue a little bit, I don't know if you saw, but there was this article I read and shared recently um, from this girl who was basically saying she's she's starting trying to create a movement for other people who thought they were trans who have been pushed into uh, medical transitioning and who now want to detransition. So this girl started taking hormone treatments and see this mostly happens to um, women. The 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 whole the whole uh, rapid onset gender dysphoria which happens later so for boys up until this became a trend and became a, like a 
bad. Um, it was mostly gender dysphoria affected mostly young boys and, and it, you saw it when they were very young and, and through therapy, a lot of them, what's the word, desisted. Like there were, they, there was that people were successful in helping people to come to identify with their actual biological sex. Um, and and not also it was due to other traumas or something that was yes. difficult for them. It was often due to other traumas. And so not always, there's always, there's a percentage that, that didn't, but for a lot of people, it's like, why not try to resolve whatever that trauma is? But now they don't try to resolve it at all. And so this girl in her essay was, or her opinion piece was sort of saying, you know, they didn't talk to me about any, about my anxiety, my eating disorder, whatever, all these other issues that somehow might've been connected. It was just like, oh, Let's get you on testosterone. Let's get you on like this hormone treatment. And um, she gained a lot of weight. Her health declined. Um, she just was having all these problems from it. And the saddest part of the article to me was where she admitted at one point that she didn't even want to be on it anymore and wanted to go back to being. So this, this, this bad thing is mostly happening to girls. And it's not happening when they're very young. It's happening at that same age when they hear about cutting and then they become cutters that used to be cutting was a social contagion, mm -hmm. anorexia, all, yeah. all that stuff. Oh, now I'm believing, you know, like all of that stuff. It's that same age. They're, they're, um, in their late teens and then they suddenly decide, Hey, I'm a boy. And what is the medical community now doing? Great. Take this, you know, take these hormones. Let's get started with the medical transition and, and pushing them into it. And that's sort of what her piece was about. And that there's nowhere to go once you think you've made a mistake. And the saddest part of it to me was that she was saying, I didn't want to be doing it anymore and I wanted to quit. But at this point, how can I back out? I had, I had, I had insisted, I had made everyone call me he, I had insisted they call me this new name. I had pushed my way into the men's bathroom, you know, in, in these different parts of my, like, uh, I can't remember if it was, it was at her school or her, some event or something. And so, you know, she's basically pushing this on people and she's like, then how can I go back? And that's what we've talked about, the whole sunken cost thing before, where people have invested so much in something, it's no longer about, well, do I want to do this? Is it healthy for me? It's just like, well, what do people think if I go back? And thankfully for her, she did. Her grandfather, like, tearfully convinced her, like, stop doing this to yourself. And, you know, but now, now, now she's dealing with all these health complications afterwards. What well, is um, she, Daryl? Oh, I don't think so. She didn't go into that, but there's definitely a risk of that you know, as we know. Um, I think if you continue, you do end up sterile. Absolutely. I'm not sure if, how long it takes. Um, I thought maybe I'm, maybe I don't, I don't know if that's true. I think it's just that it's a high risk. Okay. Um, Is, and, yeah. and weren't there like hundreds of people now in this, in this group who, who wanted, who wish that they hadn't transitioned who want to go. Back? Oh, there's lots of people. And the thing that happens to them is they get pushed out as heretics from, from this, trans movement from this activist movement um, because again obviously it goes against the narrative they don't want these people you know you're you are the face of a movement until you decide hey i want to detransition and come to you know come to be okay with the body that i'm born into and then it's like oh get out <laughs> like, right you're awful right. <laughs> yeah no so, and that's the thing it, it can't necessarily all always be resolved psychologically but it's that should be the first place you look because it is a there are only two sexes and i guess if you're if you have a particular if you're one of the few people who have an intersex issue you know there might be some deeper therapy that needs to be 
done there. There might, there might be other issues, but therapy is the, it's the cheapest and least risky thing to do, which is, okay, can I go resolve the fact that I have gender dysphoria through therapy? And it's the right, it's the right thing. And I'm not talking about, you know, people compare it to like therapy for, um, uh, what do they call it when they, they conversion therapy, thank you, conversion therapy for gays. Uh, I'm not talking about like going and being forced to, to not be gay and be told that how you feel is invalid. I'm not talking about being told that how you feel is invalid. I'm talking about someone who's willing to explore how you feel, why you feel that way, explore the reasons why you might feel that way. And if there's some underlying psychological trauma, resolve it. And if after all that's resolved, you still have gender dysphoria, then you may, might be one of the people who is, uh, feels so strongly that you identify with the opposite gender, the opposite sex, that you do want to start presenting as the opposite sex. And, well, and for that's, this, that's okay. Yeah, this girl, actually, I just looked it up and I sent you the link, so we should put this link in the description. Mm-hmm. In her case, it's, if you read her essay, it doesn't take long to figure out what part of her problem was. She was, was it? she's gay and she's growing up with homophobic parents and she thought it would be so much easier if I were just a boy. Oh, well duh. Yeah, and she talks about that and how she, yeah, she didn't want to be gay. And well, this is, so this is the, the dirty secret that people don't talk about when you stick that T in with the LBG community, what you get is a suppression of lesbian and gay uh, tendencies because you get people like this girl who should be told, you're just gay, honey, that's okay. Talk about conversion therapy. It's like, oh, you're gay? You better- You're not allowed to be gay. You must be a heterosexual male trapped in a female's body. Right, you're not allowed to be gay. Please take this medicine and you know do some surgery to yourself. Um, I I also wanna make a point, and this, Mikey kind of did this in his post too. Um, I know we have transgender viewers and, um, and I, I think I have an unusual number of trans people in my life, probably because of, uh, what I did in my, in my past life for my career and the, the, the communities I was in, I just, and, and I have no, it's not like for anyone who's confused about this, I have no problem with trans people. I have a problem with SJW trans activists. I have a problem with the ideology part of this this whole like forcing this on people and have a and have a real problem with parents um schools and the medical community doing this huge shift in the in a span of like five years it, or 10 years it really flipped like this where it used to be about therapy trying to help you with gender dysphoria and now it's like hey guys there's no such thing as biological sex or gender and you can pick whatever you want and like introducing this confusion to children and then pushing children into medical procedures surgical procedures that's what i have a problem with and that part of it to me is the activism part it's the ideology part it is i don't think it is a positive or healthy thing at all and i think there's going to be this girl and the movement she's creating and other people who are like want to detransition now I think there's going to be a slew of mal- medical malpractice lawsuits down the road. I think so. Yeah, I, I, there's, there has to be because these people are being permanently uh, harmed by the medical community right now. And they're, uh, they're minors. Yeah. And they're minors. Yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Like, you know, you mentioned Blair White. Like, I, I refer to Blair White as she. 
right? I don't, I don't have, I don't have an issue with people who, for whatever reason, legitimately identify. But if you notice, people like that tend to, they tend to go very strongly towards masculinity or femininity. Not yes. always, but they tend to go very, like Blair White is extremely feminine. Blair, Blair didn't like put on some lipstick and be like, now I'm a woman. Blair went, Blair's not like the GameStop guy who's like, it's ma'am. Right. <laughs> right. Um, Blair went extremely feminine. And frankly, Blair doesn't need to ask people to use the right pronoun. No, you're, you're just naturally going to call her you her. You would likely just say she. <laughs> right. That's why this whole thing about bathrooms is made up too. It's like nobody is going to say to Blair, get out of the women's restroom. Like that she, she doesn't belong in the men's restroom. Like it's clear. Like it's not really an issue. They're trying to make it like seem like an issue because they want to destroy these concepts of biology. The activists want to destroy the concepts of biological sex and gender. And so they're pushing it into the schools and stuff, but you don't, it's like, you don't have I don't know. Like I worked with, uh, I used to represent a trans comedian. No way would he go into the women's restroom, although he was a biological woman. He just didn't right. like it. Didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't fit in the women's restroom. Anyway. Right. Yeah, and I, and I think that you know, to, I guess, I guess you know, I, I guess a lot of them do go full on hyper masculine or hyper feminine, like like Blair, but. Uh, I guess I have known I have known some trans people. This is prior to this whole movement. I knew someone who was an ambiguous gender. Remember Pat on Saturday Night Live? Yeah. So they find Pat very triggering and problematic now. Of course they do, right? I knew someone like Pat, uh, but that person, and they had a I won't say their name, but they had a similarly ambiguous name. <laughs> <laughs> and that person didn't care what you called them. Like they recognized that they were ambiguous. They didn't care. And you could say he or she, and they were just like, mm-hmm. I don't care. They weren't about policing what you said. They were happy with the fact that they were kind of ambiguous. And being kind of ambiguous means people don't know. And evidence that people don't know is they use different kinds of pronouns. Different people use different pronouns because they don't know. Um, so, I, you know, I guess they're not all hyper uh, feminine or hyper masculine but the thing that i do think is happening we've mentioned this before is what the, the, the other than the i agree with you about the activism and the hurting children I, all that um the things that bother me are that which stems from something that's deeper that's bothering me which is a destruction of both language and biology that which have that have real meaning they're trying to go after words with meaning. And when you go after those words, that's when you end up with these problems, right? That's when you end up with biologically male guys on female track teams because they can just declare that they're female. And, you know, that's not, you know, even Blair White should not be allowed on a female track team. I, I totally agree about that as well. I, so, this, they're destroying women's sports. Um, but the other thing that I'm bothering, bothered by is it's reintroducing the gender stereotypes role. It's reintroducing this idea that like, if you are not, if you're a little bit feminine as a boy or you're a little bit masculine as a girl, well, you've got to be one or the other and you should, you should be shoved into a different gender, um, largely. 
not always, but largely, I think it's largely reintroducing gender stereotypes. And the people who are kind of being ambiguous about it, I, if they want to be ambiguous about it, fine, but you can't police people's language. If you're intentionally, if you're intentionally androgynous, then policing people's language is just a power play because you're intentionally being confusing. That's fine. You can intentionally be confusing, but you can't simultaneously then dictate what people call you because you're intentionally confusing. And that's just a power play. That, that's why the whole thing bothers me. Yeah. Well, aside from this whole, um, you can just decide you're a woman and compete on women's sports teams now without do, taking hormones or doing any sex change or anything. The other thing that's happening, and I just saw a piece about this in Colette, I was looking for it, um, is, is this is now happening in prisons. Yes. Where, and, and not just not in the UK, also in the, in, um, in the US, it's happening. And it's, uh, this idea- Male rapists identify as female, right. transferred Bail. to the female prison. Yeah, here's, uh, let me share this piece real quick, because I have this open. See if you can see this. This is a piece by April Haley and Colette um, from a couple few days ago. Male body rapists are being imprisoned with women. Why do so few people care? Look at this guy. <laughs> <laughs> he literally um, looks like he's just out for Halloween. There's no. He looks like he's seven. looking at who he wants to rape next, which is really what. So, so she goes on to talk about this guy, um, uh, Karen White, I think is what he goes by, who basically, it, you know, just said, "Hey, I'm a woman now," and didn't. And they're like, "Okay, let me put you in the women's prison," and then he went on to rape. Like, <laughs> you know, big it's like. Surprise. Yeah, big surprise. I don't know. I just yeah. have a problem, I have a problem with that. And they, wh why is it suddenly that the rational and logical position is taboo? <laughs> like, because logic and reason are tools of uh, white male patriarchy and oppression, and they're products of Western civilization, and we should ignore them and shun them. Only, only the feels matter, Carrie. Only the feels. So that's why. Uh, uh, quick nuance on the, the sports stuff. It doesn't matter if you've transitioned and taken hormones. If you went through puberty as a man, there's nothing you can do to erase your advantage. Oh yeah. They want to pretend like, um, bone density, like all these things don't matter. And they do. And it, you know, it, even if you, I, I agree, even if, I'm, I just think it's funny that now it used to be that they would say, Oh, but yeah, they're competing, but we make sure that they take hormones and they do this and they do that. And now that that's out the window, because of course it's out the window, because these are the same people who said, gender is a social construct. Don't worry, we're not coming for biological sex. And then the next thing they says, oh, wait, biological sex is a social construct. <laughs> like, you know, they keep moving these goalposts. Right. Um, and they're, they're big on, on language deconstruction. And I think language deconstruction is hard to police because people don't always notice it. And a lot of times people hold concepts very loosely in their head. So people are like, gender, that kind of means sex, right? And then a social justice warrior comes along and says, no, 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 gender is how someone prevents technically. And, and, and you think about, if you haven't thought about it too much, you're like, okay, I guess that's plausible. I don't know, but that's not true. That's not what gender means. Gender doesn't mean that. We have words for that. Those are masculine and feminine. That's what those words are. Um, so I'm- they get, you, they get you with your empathy. Yeah, and I'm, so I'm changing my position only on my stance on the word gender. Uh, everything else is basically the same. I still call Blair White she, but, um, but I, you know, 
I do, I do think that even Blair White probably should have gone to therapy. Maybe she did. I don't know. But she probably, when she first was feeling like that, she probably should have gone to therapy and said, like, is there, hey, therapist, I'm feeling like a female. We should have a conversation. And maybe she did. And maybe they sorted stuff out. And at the end, it was like, yep, that's okay. We've, we, there's no underlying trauma. We've resolved whatever we can resolve. And if it makes you happier to, uh, to present as, as a woman, present as a woman. It's not anyone else's business, really. But also, Blair, I don't think would... People don't need to be told what to call her. And she doesn't... And I don't think she would get uh, upset if you mistakenly called her the wrong pronoun. No, and she's even sat... Remember that, oh gosh, that painful um, Candace Owens and Blair yeah. White arguing on day... Although Candace wasn't mistakenly calling her the wrong pronoun. No, Candace was purposefully calling her he, and I just, it was so rude. Um, Anyway, I, I, that video, oh, (laughs) okay. Uh, Well, we're at risk of uh, being a a long, grueling, hard-to-watch Dave Rubin video, so let's end the show now. (laughs) Just that one. I like Dave Rubin generally. That was a horrible video to watch. Um, don't play their game. Don't say your pronouns. Don't put your pronouns in your profile. All these Democratic candidates play. It's so just chilling, just naked, naked chilling. It's yeah. so gross. Um, and the minute I see pronouns in a profile, I'm like, oh, got it. I know what your ideology is, or I know a large part of your ideology. I know what's infected you. <laughs> yeah. Or you can do what some people have suggested, and you just come up with, like, I identify as his majesty. Yeah. My pronouns are his majesty. <laughs> My pronouns are God. <laughs> <sighs> all right. Thanks for watching, everyone. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, do all that stuff that Carrie uh, Tomorrow, loves. we are going to do live Cafefe Fridays, which we've been doing, but we're doing a different time. We're going to do earlier. We're going to do 8 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. Uh, Central, and 11 a.m. Eastern. And we're going to have a special guest. Here in Texas with me. Yes. There will be two carries on Carrie's camera. Two One people. I'm so excited. Yeah, this will be fun. Yes. All right. Thanks, everyone. Oh, as a reminder, um, today's deprogrammed, even though this will probably be out after, I'm not sure. But today's deprogrammed is not live. It's a pre-recorded episode with Helen Pluckrose. So uh, go check it out. And uh, we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun making it. So with that, have a good day. <laughs>